Hey folks, you've tuned in to another episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast. This week's episode is brought to us by Beaver Creek Game Calls. If you're in the market for a new turkey, deer, duck, or goose call, let Patrick Erkfitz design a custom call for your needs and that you will not be disappointed with. Look them up on the web at beavercreekgamecalls.com and let them know that the guys at Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors sent you. This week's episode is also brought to us by Anchor.fm. If you've ever been in the market to start your own podcast, Anchor.fm is the easiest way to get started. Anchor.fm will help monetize and distribute your podcast episodes to all your favorite streaming platforms in the market today. You can visit them at Anchor.fm. Hey, what's going on, folks? been a couple of weeks jacob with last stop waterfowl your host here for this week's episode and it's been a couple of weeks like i mentioned guys i'm sorry i missed you um i've been super busy lately with work we've had some work related stuff going on and as many of you know all the hurricanes that we've been having here in louisiana there's just a lot of stuff been going on over the last couple of weeks and i wanted to uh, get back with you guys as soon as possible as we're getting ready to kick up hunting season here in Louisiana. Had some ideas and some questions that I wanted to address that came in from a lot of users and some ideas for some new shows. And, uh, and as we sit today, guys, we are sitting at the 7th of November. Um, we just got out of a very stressful week with an election here in the United States, um, you know, that's been going on and dragging out throughout the week. A lot of people are high high stress right now and a lot of tension out there going on in the, in the world and uh you know I, my job and, and and what i like to do is kind of get you guys away from that let you focus on the stuff that we love to do as hobbies and uh and kind of get everybody's minds off of all that stuff going on in the world right now that's uh that's causing a lot of friction and a lot of uh controversy so that's what we plan to do here for the next uh, the next 30 to 40, 50 minutes of this episode. And, uh, and I hope you guys will enjoy and tune in and share this with your friends um, because we have some, some cool information to share with you that I think you guys is going to find helpful. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this episode and getting back in front of everybody and talking with all of you. So, uh, But like I mentioned, a lot of stuff has been going on uh, between the hurricanes this year in Louisiana, which is something that, you know, I've been a resident of Louisiana for many, many years, born and raised here. Um, and guys, I've never seen a, a hurricane season quite like we're seeing this year. As we speak today, even today, as, I, as we're recording this, this show, um, there's a, another hurricane out that's expected to get back into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and, you know, you look at the date today is here in Louisiana is the opening of the youth the youth hunt today for the uh, duck season here in Louisiana in the coastal zone. And, uh, you know, next weekend we have East and West Youth Weekend on Saturday. Um, so, and then right after that, we're kicking off. We're in a big duck season here in Louisiana. It's it's hard to believe it's already November. And what a year it's been, I have to say, to say the least, you know. Um, but the reports are today um, from the youth hunts that I've seen in the coastal zone, a lot of birds are down right now guys so that's great to see um a lot of these you these young hunters are getting out with their parents a lot of you are maybe hunting this morning you took your kids out for the youth hunt 
maybe utilize that time as a little bit of scouting time for uh, for the opener of big duck season in your zone and it's a phenomenal opportunity to do some scouting and also let the kids get involved and, and do some shooting and and get some action but the reports that i saw so far this morning have been very good the numbers that i'm seeing out there on the reports seem to be very positive heading into big duck season here in louisiana and uh you know our temperature is the, it's 74 degrees right now at 118 in the afternoon and uh that's the warmest it's been here in about the last week week and a half it's been very nice um in the morning and overnight we've had in the low 50s to mid 50s pretty much the last week and a half i know up north right now um i got jared who you guys are familiar with in our last stop waterfowl group jared is up in kansas right now him and a couple of buddies took a trip up there to do some hunting and he just sent me a couple of pictures before we hopped on to the show and they killed 20 mallets 20 greenheads this morning um, or I think it was a mixed bag of, uh, of hens and drakes, actually, but uh, quite a bit of greenheads this morning in Kansas. And I asked him, I said, what's the weather like? Is it cold? He said, no, it's not. He said, it's, uh, you know, we were in the upper 50s to uh, low 60s this morning. And he said, I, you know, as of an hour ago, it was in the mid 70s. So they're, they're kind of sitting around where we are here in Louisiana. And he's, uh, he's quite a bit north. Um, so... You know, how's that all going to play out as we open up the season here in Louisiana? Um, you know, we, we looking for that cold weather. I'm, I'm on the road right now as we film it or as we are recording the show. And I can tell you the leaves on the, on the trees are changing colors here in Louisiana right now. So that typically tells us we got some colder temperatures that are, uh, you know, are on the way. As Mother Nature tends to show herself a little earlier than, uh, than sometimes expected. But right now we should uh we should be getting consistently cooler temperatures here so hopefully it continues to push some of those big fronts down from from the north and we can get those birds moving through the mississippi flyway and that's going to help us all down here for sure in louisiana and all you guys that are in the mississippi flyway you know something i was talking about with a good friend of mine the other day that's i believe is going to be a huge difference this year I, at least i'm hoping it's going to be a huge difference is the hunting that will not be allowed in canada this year and we mentioned that in a couple of previous episodes that we did um you know with the with the shutdown on the hunting in canada this year canada will not be allowing um you know the hunters from the united states to cross back up into canada and hunt like they normally do and when i last checked the some of the statistics i saw um about a month ago when i was researching this is that I, from what I, I read is about 80 to 88, 85% of licenses sold in Canada for waterfowl hunting are bought by United States citizens. So that's got to make a difference as far as the birds this year, in my opinion. Um, I talked it over with Troy, who's a good friend of mine, Troy Fontenot. He was on the show with us um, a couple episodes back, and, and Troy's a big hunter as well. We hunt a lot of small game together since we were you know children and then we also hunt waterfowl together he's a regular um you know in our group that we hunt together and uh we were we both agreed that that is going to make a difference in our opinion because the reason it's going to make a big difference is those juvenile birds who are normally you know taken out of the equation early on up in canada and, and you know in the very top of the flyway um without that hunting pressure coming from canada 
those birds are going to have an opportunity to make it down south further this year. So, you know, what we're looking forward to for opening weekend, like hopefully many of you, is some of those juvenile birds that were, you know, fortunate enough to make their way down here to Louisiana. And uh, we might have an opportunity to hunt some birds that have had less pressure on them. So I think that definitely is going to play a factor as far as the, uh, you know, not having the hunting pressure all the way up in the, you know, Canada um, and up in the northern ends of the flyway. And uh, but who knows? We'll see. You'll be able to tell probably immediately by the way the birds are working in the first week or two when the season opens. And those of you who listen to the show that are, are not in Louisiana and you're in the flyway above us, you guys can maybe, uh, you know, give us some information on that. What what are you what are you seeing out of out of the way the birds are working? Are you seeing some juveniles that you're harvesting? Um, are the birds a little easier to work right now because you know normally first split you typically seem seem to see birds that are a little bit easier to work. But I'm hoping to see larger numbers of them this year with not as much pressure in the northern part of the flyway and up in Canada. So who knows? Could be could be dead wrong on that. But that's just something that I'm looking at forecast. I'm big into that. I like to look at the forecast out there, kind of see what's going on. And I fall, I tend to follow the flyway, the weather patterns, like most of us do. We're going to follow, you know, if you're a serious waterfowl hunter here in Louisiana, that's information and data that you're looking at more than likely. Um, you know, I like to look at reports uh, from the northern states, the states above us in the flyway. I'm always looking, okay, what's Missouri doing? What are you guys in Arkansas doing? And it kind of trickles down. It does form a pattern a lot of times, you know, to, to, to know what to expect here in Louisiana. But, uh, but guys, that's, that's just kind of what we're gearing up for, getting ready for. The seasons are opening up here, and everybody's excited. We always got that, that extra burst of energy at this time of year. Um, we're going to be making a trip. Metro and Jackson are going to be making a trip over to uh to middle part of louisiana we're going to be hunting uh or at least the plans are right now we're going to be hunting in the mid part of the state um this year for opening weekend we're going to go over and visit our good friend um located up around uh central louisiana and uh and we're going to stay with him and we're going to make some make some hunts up there for opening weekend so we're really looking forward to it and uh as i'm sure many of you guys are but over the last couple of weeks um you know, I was looking for ideas to kick off season three before the season opened. I wanted to do a show before the season actually opened up. Um, and then we get real busy and we, we're hunting every day. You're working, trying to balance all that out. And um, I had a couple of people that had been sending in, you know, um, questions over the last couple of uh, over the last couple of months, really, to be honest with you. And it's a lot of a lot of those of you who are listening to the show. Um, you know, some of us are very experienced hunters, you know, like ourselves, we've been hunting for many years and there's a lot and a big influx of new hunters that are also coming into the sport. So that's a, that's a huge thing that I see as far as the sport carrying on for many generations. You know, I always talk about my son, uh, my two boys exposing them to the sport, just like many of you are trying to do. But we get a lot of questions that some of us older guys take for granted sometimes. And, you know, it got me thinking when I was thinking about topics for the show to do this week. Um, you know, what if, you, what if you're a guy or a hunter who's looking to get into waterfowl hunting? 
Um, you don't have a, a lot of money in the budget to get started because duck hunting, let's be honest, it could be extremely expensive if you're trying to start up and get into our sport. Just like anything else is, you know, deer hunting is expensive or whether you play golf or you have other hobbies, every hobby could be expensive. But waterfowl hunting can be really expensive when you look at it. You know, here in Louisiana, public land access, we do have public land access. We have, you know, wildlife management areas that you have access to go and hunt. Um, we're blessed to have that, just like many other states are. But I do find down in Louisiana, it could be extremely hard to hunt public land as a waterfowl hunter if you don't have access to a boat, as an example. You know, um, the days, like when I started out real young, where you could take just like a simple John boat or something like that, and you could buy an outboard, a small outboard motor, an old Johnson or an old, you know, Mercury or Yamaha, whatever it was. You, you know, my first little rig I had was a was a 14-foot John boat, and I had a, a, a Mercury 9.9 on it. And I could pretty much go anywhere I wanted to go on public land with that setup when I first started out on my own hunting. But you fast forward to 2020, guys, and it's it's not the same situation as it was when I started doing it 20, 25 years ago. Um, now, you know, with the invasive species that we have in the waterways, your salvania, your, um, you know, your uh, floton, like we call it here in Louisiana, which is your, your water hyacinth, for most of you who are out of state may not know what the word floton means. That's what water hyacinth is. Um, a lot of that vegetation has completely choked up our waterways um, even though the state has tried to com combat it and you know try to do what they can to eliminate it it has you know overgrown and overtaken a lot of our waterways so when you look at that that consists and, and pertains to our wildlife management areas as well so places that i used to be able to take a small john boat and go with an outboard motor or places that are non-accessible anymore to a person who's trying to do the same in 2020 as we as we get ready to head into waterfowl season. So the question that we get a lot of times, and what you know wanted me to, or you know got me thinking about what to talk about on this week's episode was, you know, if you're if you're a hunter that's starting to you know get out there and want to get into the sport, and what's a where's a good place to start? Um, as far as access with the boat, um, I'm in the boating industry. Many of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that um, I'm in the boating industry. So I'm I'm selling boats to customers all the time. I'm around, you know, different manufacturers. Um, I know what's out there. But what separates them all apart from each other? What's the best, you know, vessel to go with if you're looking to do some waterfowl hunting? and get into it and maybe you're on a budget there's a lot of questions that play into it guys and i'm going to touch base on that i'm going to give you guys some ideas that you know from from something that don't necessarily break the bank uh to some of your more expensive options but i'm i'm talking about the guys who don't have the money to go out there and buy a fifteen thousand or twenty thousand dollar mud boat setup where is a good place to start? And that's something that I find very interesting. I think it's a, a very important part of us carrying the sport forward is making it affordable for everybody to partake in the sport and to go out there and access, have access to going and making a hunt. And that, in my opinion, that is 
is what a lot of manufacturers sometimes overlook when you're talking about the big the big companies that are producing your mud motors and your boat you know your bigger boats and stuff like that, that a lot of us are using uh, we none of us tend to start out with these nice big setups like uh, we get as we get a little bit older you have more funds become available you have a full-time job you're working you can support yourself and you can buy those extra those nice setups like you want to use for hunting season once you have a job to support it but what if you're a college student what if you're you know a high school student that, that wants to pertain you know partake in the sport but you don't have the funds well it can start out with very very simple things so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you scenarios and examples of a couple of companies that are out there that I think is are very affordable for just about anybody to get involved with the sport of waterfowl hunting um, you may be looking right now for this season uh, you know we have Thanksgiving coming up a lot of you you know that a lot of you that are in school are gonna be on break um, high, whether you're in high school you're in college uh, or just you know you maybe just started out working got a full-time or a part-time job and uh, you're on a budget and you're looking to do some waterfowl hunting over Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays you may be looking for something right now and what I'm gonna give you is a couple of examples of uh, some some items that are out there that I think would be great uh, some of them I've used personally myself when I started out waterfowl hunting and uh and it's really it's on a budget guys it's, it's something that you know don't cost an arm and a leg so the first tip i guess i could give you if i was looking at starting out right now and probably the least expensive way to get into waterfowl hunting a lot of us who uh who start out waterfowl hunting you may be on your own right now as far as you know you may be making solo hunts or you may you may be with a buddy or maybe two buddies at the most but a lot of times it's you know, you're looking to start out and break out on your own. You're starting to hunt by yourself or with just a couple of buddies. But a great way, guys, to break out into the sport, especially on public land, you don't have the money, I'm sure, to, to go out and get into a lease and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, if you want to hunt public land, you're going to, you know, well, on a budget, you're probably going to be hunting public land. But a, a great way to get started, guys, is with a kayak. A kayak is one of the things that I did when I when I had my first little duck boat I mentioned to you earlier. Um, I went out. I was working at Cabela's at the time, and I, I actually purchased a kayak. That we had one that came in and was returned through our what they called the Bargain Cave. Those of you who shop Cabela's all those years, you're probably familiar with the Bargain Cave. <coughs> and uh, we had one that came in. It was a, it was about a ten or eleven foot kayak. And I got to thinking it was it was an olive drab green, you know, and I, I started thinking to myself, I said, hey, you know, some of these areas that I can't access or that I was having trouble accessing with an outboard motor, um, you know, man, I could really get into some of those spots with a, with a kayak, I thought. Now, I had never been in a kayak before in my life. Um, and those of you who fish out of kayaks, you hunt out of kayaks, you, you know, you probably by now done your research on a lot of them. There's a huge difference in, in kayaks, guys, price point-wise, uh, stability-wise, and just feature-wise. But when we're looking at waterfowl hunting, and you're looking to, to be very versatile on public land, which you have to be on public land, a kayak, whether it's an expensive kayak or an entry-level kayak, guys, could probably do the job. Um, if, if I was looking right now at a kayak, the advantages to a kayak for waterfowl hunters are, you know, A, they're very affordable. 
Um, they have, you know, price points that start at a hundred something bucks and they can go up from there. But I'm focusing on one, you know, that is going to be entry level. If I'm starting out right now, something that's not going to break the bank. Um, it's going to be comfortable, um, which there is inexpensive kayaks that are comfortable. Um, you're not necessarily going to be fishing in this, this kayak, you know, all day long. You're looking to paddle into a waterfowl hunting spot on public land. And you might even not even be hunting in the kayak. You may be hopping out of it and hunting, you know, in buck brush or whatever. You may build you a brush blind, whatever it may be. But you're using it mainly for access to certain points. The, the other great thing about a kayak, guys, is that it will get you away from a lot of the pressure. Um, so those of you who are, even though you're hunting public land, and, you know, public land, is, is everybody knows that hunts it, it's highly pressured. You know, going with a kayak is a great way to get away from that pressure. You're not going to have to put up with a lot of the big mud boats. Um, and, and guys sometimes just don't want to work that hard to get into a spot. So that may also separate you from what I call the lazy hunters. Um, you know, they may want to walk into a little easy walk-in spot over taking a kayak, you know, putting their gear into it paddling into a spot and going way back into the timber or way back into the marsh uh, believe it or not some people are always looking for the easy way out um, they don't want to work to get away from you know from everybody else and they just don't want to put in the work and, and that's and then they wonder why they don't kill birds or they don't have successful hunts and you know it just all comes together and kind of all you know intertwines with each other so but a kayak will get you away from the pressure that's one of the biggest things that i found when i purchased the kayak and i started hunting in it in public land um it's very versatile also a kayak like i said you can it, it's it's used as a transportation vessel to get you in but once you get in if you do decide you want to hunt out of it as um you know for example a layout blind it makes an excellent layout blind and those of you who are listening in Louisiana, you may say, man, we don't really use layout blinds down here. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. Whenever I had mine, you'd be amazed in wild, a bunch of the wildlife management areas around the state how much I used mine as a layout blind. Whether it was a mud bank, a marsh bank, pulling up in the sawgrass, in the uh, in the roseau canes, whatever it was, I was able to uh, you know, pull it up and, and camouflage, disguise it real easily. Uh, conceal it real easily and I hunted out of it a lot of times where I, I used it as a as a um, you know just a, a little a little layout blind that's what I ended up using it as so and that brings me to my other point an advantage with a kayak is concealment I mean you, you look at most kayaks are going to be you know for a waterfowl somebody looking to break out into an entry level one most of your, your entry level um, slash what I would say ones that you want to look at for waterfowl hunting are going to be anywhere from 10 foot to say 10 10 to 12 foot range um, when you're looking at a vessel in that range guys it's extremely easy to conceal so they'll pretty much go anywhere you can get through all that thick salvania you can get through uh you know that that hyacinth um it, it scoots through that real easy most of the most of these nowadays in the kayaks are going to be rotomoted plastic um, they glide over vegetation real easy and they're super easy to conceal so you bring you a little bit of you know burlap camouflage burlap a little bit of natural cover if you hunt in the marsh 
uh, you know, push it up into the into the roseau cane, push it up into the cut grass, and you can you have yourself a really nice concealed duck blind um, that you and a couple of buddies can hunt and hopefully have some success. So, one of the brands out there, guys, that I recommend that I would that I wanted to talk about and tell you guys about is going to be a company called Sun Dolphin. Sun Dolphin manufactures a lot of kayaks, the entry level kayaks, they they manufacture. Uh, paddle boats stuff like that and the specific model that if you're looking for something to, to use for the, this upcoming season or maybe next season if you're in the market it's it's the manufacturer like i mentioned is called sun dolphin but the specific model i would recommend is called the journey 10 kayak um, the journey 10 a lot of times you can find it at academy i know academy sells this specific one i've seen them at walmart so check your local walmart's um, and this this specific kayak guys is 10 foot long it's a one person sit on top kayak a um, couple of benefit or a couple of specs I'll tell you guys about it it will fit a person up to 250 pounds in capacity um, now I do find that they are very uh, you know when they give these capacity ratings I do find that they are very conservative on that so don't be afraid if you're a bigger guy like I am and it has a 250 pound capacity if you feel with you and your gear um, that you know you're gonna be over that and you're scared it's gonna sink trust me guys it will not uh, it, it will do the job especially um, you know in shallow water areas stuff like that most of the time we're gonna be hunting down here in Louisiana or you, you know even if you're out of state you may be hunting a lot of shallow water areas you know you you step out of your boat or your kayak whatever it is you hunt out of and you could you could stand up um, so it will support the weight. So don't be too concerned about that. But you also don't want to put, you know, 100 to 200, 300 pounds over the capacity because it does become dangerous. Waterfowl season, you're hunting in cold weather, cold water. Um, you definitely want to take care of yourself and protect yourself. Use your, use your, use your, use your brain on that is what I would tell you. Uh, but yes, this specific one, um, the Journey 10 kayak does have a 250 pound weight capacity. Um, what makes this kayak kind of cool and, and why I want to feature it for you guys, um, kind of bring it up, is because it, it has some cool features on it. It does have a portable access tray that flush mounts to the rear of the kayak. And what I'm talking by that is that it basically has like a lockable storage compartment that you can put some of your gear in, maybe your shotgun shells, um, your duck calls, whatever it is, whatever gear you normally carry in a, uh, in a bag. Or if you want some safety equipment or maybe a first aid kit in it, that type of stuff, it does have a little a little compartment that pops in and out of the rear of the kayak with a, uh, with a latch on it. You can store some of that stuff to keep it safe. Um, what makes it really easy to transport is it does have carry handles on the front and rear. Uh, there's several bungee tie-downs on top of the Journey 10 kayak from Sun Dolphin. Um, so it's very easy to tie down, like, you know, gear if you have any kind of uh, you know blind material you want to bring in with you like burlap that type of stuff uh, maybe even a shotgun it has bungee cords where you can you can secure your shotgun mojo poles that type of stuff very user friendly for a waterfowl hunter uh, to bring gear into um, another nice thing you know when we're talking waterfowl hunting in, in a kayak the journey 10 um, it has scupper holes guys and if you're not familiar with kayaks you may not know what that is but scupper holes basically means that it has holes in the uh the floor of the cockpit <coughs> and those holes will allow water to come in and drain right back out so if you're getting in and out of it you have your waders on 
you know, you may you may jump out the kayak, put set out your decoys, get back in it, and uh, paddle so so you're blind, or, or you may want to be hunting out of the kayak itself. Uh, you know, those scupper holes will allow that water that you track back into the kayak to drain right back out, so you, you're not sitting in a puddle of water. So that's really nice. They can also be filled the holes. They sell what they call scupper plugs. If you don't want any kind of water draining in or out of the cockpit area where you may be sitting, you can get a set of scupper plugs for a couple of bucks, plug them into the holes, and, and it will stay dry. So that's a, that's also something that's very nice about the Journey 10. Uh, probably the most, you know, one of the most overlooked things is how are you going to be transported? Do you need a trailer? Do you not need a trailer? And the great thing about the Journey 10 kayak is that you don't have to have a trailer, guys. It's 10 foot long. It's very, very lightweight coming in and under 40 pounds. Um, this is something that you can easily fit in the back of the truck, um, in the bed of the truck and strap it down. If you don't have a truck, a lot of you out there getting into waterfowl hunting, you may not necessarily have a truck. It's light enough to where you can strap it down on top of a, of a rack of a small SUV. And you can also even strap it down on top of a car. Um, so it's very, very lightweight. It's easy to transfer it all the way, you know, trans not sorry not transfer transport it around uh wherever you need to go and guys i'm telling you it's one of the most affordable ways to get transportation if you're going to be hunting public land uh for waterfowl here in in uh, in the state of louisiana or any of the states where you guys hunt the the journey 10 kayak from sun dolphin like i said look for it at academy walmart they also uh you can get them on their website it retails for right around $250, which is the lowest one on my list that I have this week, guys. So it is a phenomenal deal. Uh, very inexpensive way to get into it and uh, and get started waterfowl hunting and get you to some places that will get you away from some of the pressure. So number the second way, I guess, that uh, a product that I have used personally that I'm very impressed with, and I think many of you who have been in the waterfowl game hunting for years if you're familiar with a lot of the brands out there you've heard about beaver tail you've heard us talk about beaver tail i actually run a beaver tail 35 long tail on my war eagle waterfowl setup my boat motor trailer um, that beaver tail product has been uh, amazing for me um, it has been extremely reliable uh, beaver tail products is a company that has now branched off into waterfowl decoys goose decoys um, they make boats they make mud motors they make um, you know uh, sneak boats which uh, you're going to hear that term on this show this week since we're talking about affordable ways to get into the sport and some good ideas you know as far as sneak boats and stuff go you're going to hear the term sneak boat which is a small vessel that waterfowl hunters use to get into to hunt you know public or private land so beaver tail has been making uh, several model sneak boats for many many years um, i can tell you that their reputation their name in the industry <laughs> is uh is very well known they're very well respected they're based out of minnesota up north um, but they make some really good products when i worked for cabela's all those years um, we sold beaver tail mud motors we sold beaver tail waterfowl boats and in the hunting department we sold a lot of the uh several different models of the beaver tail sneak boats um, and i can't tell you every year how many people were calling for that that specific brand of sneak boat and those those specific models because as people bought them 
Um, they became more well-known um, here in Louisiana when we opened up Cabela's and Gonzales. Um, that first year, we sold them. I remember we sold a couple of different beaver tail sneak boats. Second year, we sold out of them. Third year, fourth year, out of them. It was impossible to get them because they couldn't make them fast enough for the amount of hunters that were looking to purchase them. And a lot of guys were like I was. They were looking for an alternative besides the the, the big hunting rig or whatever. They wanted to maybe hunt some, le some less pressured land or spots in you know WMA, stuff like that. And the sneak boats were great opportunities to do that. Um, so Beaver Tail um, makes a product, and, and I'm going to name it specifically for you guys to check out. But one of the sneak boats that they make that I have seen and personally used is called the Phantom Sneak Boat. So if you go to Beaver Tail's website, look up the Phantom Sneak Boat, and uh, and it's it's got some really cool characteristics to it. It's it's somewhat in the family of the kayak family guys, but the way Beaver Tail designs their sneak boats is they use a, ca a double catamaran bottom to a lot of their their products and their sneak boats, which what sets it apart from many of the kayaks out there is the stability of the double catamaran bottom to it. Um, when you go to a double catamaran style bottom to it, it the stability that it, that it adds to that vessel increases greatly. So if you're looking to hunt out of it, maybe you're in some deeper water, you want to stand up, make a shot, um, or you, you might be pushing this thing up into the Rozo Cane, uh, your marsh grass, but you want to stand on top of it, um, you could do that in the Beaver Tail Phantom Sneak Boat. Um, it measures in, guys. We were talking about concealing it. Um, you're looking at nine feet on the Phantom is what it measures lengthwise. It weighs 75 pounds, so once again, it's very easy to move around. One person is what it's designed for. Um, they come in one color. They come in a marsh brown color, which is very, very good for a waterfowl hunter, obviously, because it'll blend in with most environments. You could, you know, camo it up if you want to with all the stencil kits and stuff that are available nowadays on it. But uh, it comes, all of them come in a marsh brown color. Um, once again, the material that the Phantom's made of, it's a 100% roto-molded polyethylene, uh, poly which is the same material that many of the high-dollar ice chests we use now, like your Yetis um, and, you know, your Orcas, all that, that stuff that we see in the ice chest uh, market right now. It's used in, in the same product that Beaver Tail's making the sneak boat with the Phantom out of. Um, Water-resistant storage compartment is one of the big advantages on this boat. Um, so like the, the Journey kayak that I mentioned to you uh, earlier, and this one will have a waterproof compartment on it, built into it, that will allow you to store your gear and keep it keep it uh, dry, guys. So that, that, in my opinion, makes the Phantom uh, uh, you know, a must-buy if you're looking to maybe spend a little bit more money than a kayak and upgrade. Um, it also has contoured back... Uh, I'm sorry, a contoured back and headrest. So we were talking about using them possibly as a layout blind. The Phantom will give you a great opportunity to, to utilize it as a layout blind, guys. If you look at the design, go check it out right now on beavertail.com. Uh, or I'm sorry, the website is explorebeavertail.com. Uh, go check out the Phantom. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's, it's a roto-molded uh, design to where you can almost lay back in it if you want to do some uh, some uh, some hunting out of it, if you want to hunt from the vessel itself. It is very comfortable. I can tell you I'm six foot two, 
and when I lay down in the Phantom, I, it, I have plenty of space and it is extremely comfortable. It's so comfortable that on them slow days, guys, that you you can you know you laying in that thing, the sun pops out, a good cold day, you, it'll put you to sleep. That's how comfortable it is. Uh, now, when I use it, I actually brushed it up. It's very easy to conceal, just like a kayak is. Um, you know, any kind of camo burlap, 3D netting, any of that stuff, natural, you know, vegetation, cut grass, all that type of stuff, it can be concealed very, very easy, um, which is really nice. But it does have, let me note that it does have rear and forward handles. So if you want to drag it through the marsh, you need to uh, drag it into the woods, it can be transported pretty easy. And, and we're looking at 75 pounds, guys, so it's, it's pretty lightweight. Um, so it shouldn't be hard to handle at all. Um, like I mentioned, it will make a great layout or floating blind option. So guys, check out that one. That's the Phantom. That's number two on my list that I have this week for you. Um, it retails online for $429. So for $429, you can get you a very nice, very stable double catamaran style uh, sneak boat from Beavertail. And you, you, I promise you, you will not be disappointed with it. Um, once again, you can check that one out and there are other sneak boats at explorebeavertail.com. So sneak boats, guys, is something that has really gained a lot of popularity, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, we can't forget we can't forget the old traditional ways of, 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 you know, getting in. And like I mentioned to you earlier in the show when we first started at the beginning of the show, you know, when I got my first setup, I was looking at a, at a 1436 John Boat 9.9 outboard um and it got me to a lot of places that i needed to go we killed a lot of birds out of it it was it was a great way to get around um as the vegetation came into play here especially in south louisiana and your marshes and stuff like that uh it became harder i mentioned that um earlier in the show it became harder so we had to start looking at mud motors and you know kayaks and other stuff to utilize to get in and uh, be able to access areas that we couldn't access with an outboard anymore but guys, if you're looking to get into duck hunting, do not overlook the traditional John boats. Uh, one of the ones that are out there, if you're looking to hunt with you and maybe a couple of buddies that would give you an advantage over hunting with a kayak, is Tracker Boats. Tracker Boats offers the Topper 1542. Um, and that's you can check it out at trackerboats.com. Um, they're sold at all your local Bass Pros, all your local Cabela's. Um, but the, the reason I, I highlight the Tracker 1542 for you guys is because there aren't a ton of companies still making a riveted lightweight John boat that's in the 15 foot range. So you may be the guy who's not wanting to hunt by yourself. You may be a, uh, a father who's getting back into the sport uh, because you have kids now and you want to get them involved. And you may have a son or a daughter or, or you know a couple of kids that you want to bring with you. Um, the 1542 topper from Tracker Boats will allow you to hunt three hunters comfortably uh, out of that boat. It's a riveted John boat. Um, it's, it measures in at 15 foot long, guys. You have a 42 inch bottom on the 1542 topper, which makes it more stable than those old traditional 1436s that you see at your academies and other areas like I had. Um, when I, like I said, when I started out, I had a 1436. It was great for getting into, you know, doing what we had to do for the most part. But anytime you can get that bottom width wider on that boat, it makes it way more stable, especially if you're going to hunt and waterfowl hunt out of it. Um, so when you're looking at 42 inches on bottom as compared to that 36 inches, 
Um, if you're going to be hunting out of it, guys, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a lot more stable. And the Tracker 1542 John Topper will allow you to get that stability in a John boat to where a lot of other companies on the market will not right now without having to upgrade to an all-welded boat, which will double or triple the cost of, of the boat. Um, you know, on the 1542 Topper, you're looking at a dry weight of 190 pounds. So it's not real heavy, guys. It's something that you can still put in the back end of a truck. You can still drag it around. Um, you know, and it's not, you know, it's not an absolute anchor that you're not going to be able to move around. Um, what separates it from the ones that I mentioned on, um, you know, on the list so far is that when you go to a John boat, that will give you the, the ability to put an outboard motor on it. Um, the 1542 topper is rated for a 25 horsepower outboard. Um, you could also, if you don't have the money or don't have the budget for an outboard, um, guys, I, I, or at least a new one, there's a lot of used ones out on the market right now. Um, you know, you could go on, on Facebook Marketplace. You could get some really good deals on some older Johnsons. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't don't stray away from those old OMC ones. Um, just because you know Evanru's not in business anymore, or it's an older motor. Those two-stroke OMCs were some of the most reliable old outboards that were out there in a tiller handle style. So you could go out there, purchase something secondhand. Uh, maybe that's more affordable if you can't afford to buy a new one. Or worst case scenario, guys, trolling motor. You may have a trolling motor laying around the house from a John boat. You may have, you, you know, you could go to the store, buy a brand new trolling motor. You could get a, a Minn Kota Endura or a C2, uh, 35, 36 pound thrust, somewhere in that ballpark for just over a hundred bucks at your local Walmart. That's another way to go. You can, if you don't have the money to put an outboard on it, look at getting a trolling motor. Go out there and uh, you could get around in a trolling motor a lot of places. You know, keep a paddle or a push pole in the boat with you. You get to some thick vegetation. You can push right through it with that lightweight riveted uh, 1542 topper. It's not. It's not going to stop you. Uh, another nice advantage on the uh, on the 1542 topper is it has a center seat with storage in it. Uh, now, you know they they market it as a live well is what Tracker markets it as, but um, it's not a real live well, guys. It's one of those. It's just a, a storage built into the seat. You pull a drain plug on the bottom, it fills up with water. That's not what most of us that fish consider a live well. But for, from a waterfowl standpoint, who, who gives a hoot about it? Um, you can put the plug in the bottom and you got yourself storage for your gear for waterfowl. Um, so I like the idea that it does offer a storage compartment uh, because compared to a lot of the other John boats on the market, not only is it longer, not only is it wider, uh, but it also gives you a storage compartment without having to jump into an all well or a welded uh, version of, you know, that companies offer that's double and triple the price. So the 1542 topper does offer you storage in the center seat, which is nice. Speaking of seating, um, I was talking about being able to accommodate three hunters. On the 1542 topper, it's your traditional square John boot. It has a bench seat in the back. You have the center seat in the rear, and it does have a semi-small seat or deck on the front of it. Uh, which makes it perfect, in my opinion, for three hunters. You have plenty enough space between three hunters for you to be able to hunt and safely hunt without, you know, putting each other in harm's way. So that's a really nice advantage with the with the topper and going with the John boat style. Um, it's also very safe because, um, you know, like I mentioned, waterfowl season. We're hunting cold temperatures, freezing cold water. 
it could be extremely dangerous. How many times every season do you hear of, of, of you know, waterfowl, fellow waterfowl hunter passing away because they fell out, they drowned, they, you know, you hear the horror stories, guys. And the, the advantage to going with a little bit bigger vessel like the 1542 Topper is that it is safe. It's wider, it's longer, and the Topper has foam, you know, underneath your benches, you have foam that's designed into these boats so they're not easy to tip over. They're more stable, also acts, you know, as stability to be able to hunt out of it a little bit better. So that's that's really a, a big advantage of going with a John boat in this situation, specifically the Topper Tracker Topper 1542. Um, they do come with a three-year warranty on the Topper 1542, which is really nice. Um, so if you have issues, you do have a, a factory warranty on it um, for three years. That'll cover cover that stuff, which is very nice. Uh, from an investment standpoint um, it has your traditional drain plug so something that i do want to mention you know if you get into a john boat like the 1542 topper there's a couple of things to consider guys the first thing that i would consider is since it is a traditional john style is you're going to want to put some sort of a bilge pump in it that's something that you don't have to do with the kayak styles that we talked about because you have drain holes that are built into the hull. water can come in can come out um, you can just tip it over, drain the water out. With a John boat in this size range, that's not something you could do. So oftentimes as waterfowl hunters, we're hunting in, in conditions that aren't so great. Um, it could be raining, you know, and if you have your John boat filling up with rainwater while you're hunting in a storm, um, it could it could make things a little squirrely when you're trying to navigate that boat to get it out of there. Um, so a bilge pump is something I would highly recommend you know, you're going to have a battery maybe in the boat with you, or you could even hook a, a small bilge pump up to a mojo battery, something that we use for our decoy, something as small as that. You may not want to carry a big a big battery, a 12-volt battery. A little small mojo battery will do the trick on a little bilge pump, guys, and it will save your butt. Or, you know, if you hunt in public land, uh, great examples of Venice, Pasolucha. You might be camping in the campground in Pasolucha. You're camping there for waterfowl season. You get a big storm come in overnight when your boat's up against the uh, the bank, fills up with water. You know, having a bilge pump is very nice. The next morning, you go out to, to wake up to make a morning hunt. Your boat's not full of water, um, and you could bilge it out. You know, that's really nice to have. So consider putting a bilge pump if you go this route, you know, as far as a John boat. But the 1542 topper is a, is a, is a good, good, um, you know, affordable way to break out into the market if you're looking to go something a little bit bigger than the kayaks and another point i want to make about going with the john boat style guys um it also gives you the capability to add a blind to the boat so if you want to spend a little bit of extra money maybe you got a little bit of cash flow going to where you can make you know you can't buy a big you know gator tail or go to evil setup or something like that but you want to spend a little bit of money on a john boat setup like this um you could add a pop-up blind to a, a john boat style like this they make you know 14 all the way up to about 20 foot on pop-up blinds avery makes them beaver tail makes them um you've heard me talk about my beaver tail pop-up blind that we use it's an awesome blind we absolutely love that blind so that will help protect you from the elements it'll also help conceal you and uh, keep you guys, uh, you know, definitely a lot warmer and hunting a lot more comfortable. So the 1542 topper from uh, Tracker, that it, it can accept, a, um, you know, a pop-up blind that you could have made or put or purchased and put on there. 
and you, you're talking about a really, really nice setup at that point, guys. So, um, you know, the 1542 topper, like I said, check them out. It's on Tracker's website, trackerboats.com. Uh, visit your local Cabela's, your local Bass Pro Shops, or like my company, Boat City USA and Hammond. I work, we're a tracker, independent tracker dealer. Uh, we could get you set up with a tracker topper and get you guys set up for waterfowl season. So check that out. That may be something that fits your needs and is a good option for you guys to get into at a price that won't break the bank on it. Um, so I'm kind of flipping back to stealth boats now, sneak boats and stuff like that. Um, and beaver tail, you guys heard me talk about the phantom. Um, if you want to go bigger, say you're looking to maybe put you and a dog or maybe you and another hunter with it. They do offer a larger sneak boat option that is out there that I want to mention to you guys. Um, I also had the, this specific boat for uh, a period of time that I hunted through the years. Um, and it's the Stealth 2000 sneak boat from Beavertail. So once again, you can check it out at explorebeavertail.com. Um, and what it is, guys, it's, it's a different design than the Phantom is. But um, it's going to offer you more room, a little bit more luxury. Uh, for a sneak boat um, and this thing is absolutely uh, amazing to waterfowl hunt of out of if you're looking to do something uh, you know from a sneak boat boat's perspective now like I mentioned the stealth 2000 will accommodate one to two hunters or a hunter and a dog at no problem uh, with no problem and uh, it is comfortable um, you're looking at 12 foot in length on the Stealth 2000, and the weight is going up a little bit on this one. On the Stealth 2000, you're looking at 130 pounds on, on that specific vessel from Beavertail. Um, so, weighs a little bit more, um, but guys, trust me, it's not too heavy to where you can't move it around. I used to throw it in back of my truck, and I'd, I'd strap it down, and I'd transport it wherever I went. Um, it, but if, if you do feel it's too heavy for you, you could go to your local academy. You could go to your local boat dealer and pick up a little, a little small trailer. Hell, Harbor Freight. I had a buddy of mine who bought one, and he went to Harbor Freight. And they, that little trailer they sell for four or five hundred bucks at Harbor Freight. We threw it together, and he made a little trailer for his Stealth Two Thousand uh, from Beavertail. And he he was doing a fishing out of his. He wasn't a waterfowl hunter, but he liked mine so much when I had it that he went out and bought one to go kayak fishing and fish the marshes here in Louisiana. Uh, he still has it to this day. He absolutely loves it. He still fishes out of that. He had a he had a 24 foot Trident boat that he uh, that he used to fish out of all the time. And he told me he said Jacob. He said I fish. I started fishing out of my uh, my Beavertail Stealth 2000. He said more than I was using my my Trident 24 Bay boat. He said because I just enjoyed it a lot more. He said it saved me a ton of money. I wasn't filling up to go down to the coast to saltwater fish in a, in a 24 foot boat anymore. Um, he said this, I throw it in the back of the truck. I could go down there, drop in off the side of the road. Uh, just like I'm telling you, you could do from a waterfowl standpoint, hunting standpoint. Um, and he said, I absolutely love it. And he eventually sold his Trident Bay boat because he just wasn't using it as much. So that's how impressed he was with the Beavertail Stealth 2000. Um, and he still has it and uses it to this day. He never has bought another boat since he's got it. Um, so it's a phenomenal rig like i said it's it's a double catamaran bottom just like the phantom is so it's extremely stable it's a little bit wider i don't know the exact dimensions on it but it's a little bit wider than the phantom is uh because it does accommodate two people so it's once again it's very gonna, gonna be very easy to conceal 
Uh, you can use it. You can hunt out of it, directly out of it, or you can use it as a transportation vessel to get into a spot, uh, just like you can with the other kayaks and the Phantom that we talked about from Beavertail. Um, so let me tell you some of the differences between it and the Phantom. Um, it is it, this the the Stealth 2000 is going to have a foam filled interior to it, um, and that's something that I did not mention on the Phantom. The, the Phantom, it's a roto molded. Uh, material that it's made out of that was air filled um the stale 2000 since it accommodates more weight capacity it is a larger vessel it is foam filled just like we talked about in the john boats that you get being foam filled in the center seats the stale 2000 is going to be foam filled so that's a difference over the phantom also it has a foam padded dog platform built onto the front of the vessel so those of you guys who want to hunt solo with your dog the, the Stealth 2000 is a great option for, to do that. You, it has room for your dog. They have a dog platform built onto the front of it. Uh, my buddy Tori that I talked about, when he fishes, he uses he stands on the dog platform on the front and fishes off of it like a like a fishing deck would in a boat. Um, so it's very stable. It will not tip over. It will not flip over. Um, so that's really nice if you if you have a dog and you're a waterfowl hunter, you wanna want your dog hunting with you. Um, it has rear storage in it also with the lid. Um, now, I will tell you that that lid is not watertight. That's the only downside that I saw to it. Um, I say watertight. From rain, it was watertight. But if you moved around in the boat or the boat kind of tipped to the back, which is where the, the seat that comes with the boat is located at, um, the water kind of, you know, if, if you have waves and stuff coming over the back, it can kind of hit that storage compartment and water would be allowed to get into it sometimes so it is a storage compartment but be careful especially those of you who are hunting the marshes or open bays make sure it's something uh, that you don't have a lot of wave action where it could come over the back and get that compartment wet just be careful what you put in it um, the stealth 2000 also has a 360 degree cushion swivel seat with a backrest so it has a really nice comfortable seat gives you a little bit higher point of view if you hunt out of it you know especially like your marshes um, you know, kind of looking over the cut grass and your rose cane, that type of stuff. It's very comfortable to see. It has storage underneath it, which is nice and sets it apart from the Phantom. Um, non-skid floor. It's got a non-skid floor built into it. Um, so, you know, you have waders on, you're trucking through the mud, you're trucking through all that stuff. You get back in it. You don't have to worry about slipping. It's got a non-skid floor built into it. Um, something also, if you hunt multiple multiple hunters in the boat it comes with two rotomotive shotgun holders that are integrated into the stealth 2000 um, so it's really nice you're sitting inside of it you have a uh, shotgun holder on the left side you have a shotgun holder on the right side and there's also a little cutout on both sides for your shotgun shell box so it, it they thought of everything from you know beaver tail the engineers at beaver tail did a really great job with the stealth 2000 um, it is one of the best sneak boats in the industry that I've come across and I've been in the outdoor industry and the boating industry for many years, guys. Um, so having a, a place to securely store your shotguns in a floating gun case and your shells if you're hunting is a really nice uh, addition to the Stealth 2000. Uh, so that's something to, you know that I think is a key, a key and a huge advantage uh, over some of the other options that are out there now. 12-foot um, boat. <clears throat> stability we talked about um but this thing will draft four to five inches of water so don't be afraid to get skinny with it 
um, it will, it'll do it. Load it out. I'm a big guy. Um, you know, 280 pounds, six foot two, six foot three in that range, guys. Gear, another hunter, still drafting four inches of water. I mean, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Um, so it will draft four to five inches of water. If you buy yourself and you smaller, you may get even shallower than that if you need to. Um, it does have an adapter that you could purchase from Beavertail to where it will accept an electric trolling motor. So that's a nice uh, feature. If you want to use it for hunting season, and then maybe you also want to use it like my buddy Tori did for, you know, fishing. It has an adapter that Beavertail sells. I think it costs, I had the adapter when I had mine. I think it was 25 bucks off the website. Maybe it's a little bit more now. I'm not sure, but it does have an adapter that clamps on to the vessel itself. And you can hook a, uh, an electric trolling motor directly to the transom mount style trolling motor. So that makes it really nice. Very, very versatile in my opinion. And I mentioned it does have the catamaran style bottom, um, similar to the Phantom. So when we're talking double catamaran style bottom, stability, guys. Uh, I can't stress that enough. You know, sneak boats, these small kayaks, that type of stuff, that's something that is hard to come by, and they are not all created equal. So these ones that I'm mentioning on this list, I hope this helps you. I hope this gets you guys into the sport at an affordable rate that won't break the bank it, it gives you guys some ideas to go out there look at these brands check them out and uh and you know don't be afraid to you know you, hopefully i was able to give you enough information to where you have some confidence if you're looking right now for something because guess what guys the season is here we are ready to roll um you know we are doing last minute preparations for the season but it's not too late so if you've been thinking about getting into the sport or those of you guys who are listening to the show this week and you experienced waterfowl hunters you've been looking to maybe have some alternatives or, or to make yourself a little bit more versatile all these companies and products I, i'm talking about this week on the show hopefully some of this may uh may spark your interest and, and get you guys some ideas to uh go out and check them out and and give you some more uh some more ways to get out there and kill more birds this season um, but guys, I really enjoyed the time spending with you this week. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the show as much as I'm enjoying bringing this information to you. If you're out there hunting with you, with your kids this weekend, everybody be careful. Hope y'all had a really good, successful hunt this morning and everybody got back safe. Um, and as always, I have to thank our sponsors. I, I mentioned them at the beginning of the show, guys, but without them, we could not do it. Thank you to Beaver Creek Game Calls. Patrick Irkfitz, a uh, phenomenal guy with Beaver Creek Game Calls. If you're looking for a new duck call, goose call, hell, turkey, deer, uh, Patrick does it all. He makes some absolutely beautiful custom-made calls. Uh, check them out online at beavercreekgamecalls.com. Uh, they're also on Facebook and all the social media platforms. And to get this podcast out to you guys, Anchor.fm has been a sponsor from day one for us. Um, they, they are the streaming platform that helps get our shows out to you guys on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the streaming platforms that you guys listen to us on. Uh, we could not do it without them. So much of the work behind the scenes is done by Anchor, and uh, they are absolutely phenomenal and easy to work with. We could not do it. So we want to thank them. Uh, we invite you to check them out online as well. If you've ever thought about podcasting yourself, anchor.fm. 
um, they will, they are definitely by far the easiest to work with and, and do a phenomenal job at what they do. And once again, guys, we could not do it without all of you. We appreciated the feedback that we get from all of you. Um, it really, it really, uh, you know, it, it makes me strive to bring better shows to you guys. Um, it, uh, if there's guests that you want to hear that you want to talk about, shoot shoot me a message on our facebook platforms or our, anywhere where you want to message us through instagram um we get a lot of support from you guys a lot of you listen to the show on a weekly basis if you stumbled upon us for the first time and you like the show we welcome